I just got back from the Free Silicon Conference 2022. This was held at Sorbonne University in Paris and it was a really great conference. So thanks to the organizers who put that together and all the people that came and did presentations. So instead of my normal monthly news update, I'm going to present a series of interviews that I did with people that I met at the conference. Just before we get started, I've got two bits of important news that can't wait till next month. The first is that MPW7 has been announced by eFabless and the tape-out date is the 12th of September. So get your design started. Remember that the earlier you get them submitted, the better chance you've got of making this election. The other exciting bit of news is that MPW2 dies have been now received by eFabless and they're starting on the bring-up process. So expect some news from us on that coming soon. Okay, so let's get started with the interviews. And thanks once again to everyone who let me interview them. Uh, good to see you at the conference. We're at the Free Silicon Conference 2022. And could you introduce yourself? So I'm Charles Papon. I developed Spinal HDL, which is an alternative hardware description language to VXDL and Verilog to describe synthetizable digital logic. Then I implemented VEX RISC-V, which is a RISC-V core for FPGA, a soft core. Uh, and later on, Nexus 5, which is an out-of-the-door one. And that was the one that you presented yeah. in the conference yeah. uh, earlier, on the first day. Right. Yeah. Um, and what uh, drove you to make uh, Nax Risk? So, I had one uh, issue with VEX was that uh, I was using VEX Risk 5 to run Linux. And many legacy applications on Linux are single-threaded. So with a single um, issue in order core, you, you can, you, you, adding more core does not make you f going faster in most applications. So mm -hmm. I was thinking about improving that and I've seen that in the out of order uh, field, there was not that many soft core and I was trying to push what was possible further. And extending the concept of plugins that I have in, in Vex Risk 5, right. having a clean implementation of it. Nice. So just uh, now touching on Vex Risk 5, one thing that's interesting about that is uh, NPW, so the Google Skywater shuttle that I've been taping out on, the first one was all with Pico RV32, but for this, uh, the next five and going onwards shuttles, it's all Vex Risk. So now you're the number of your processes being taped out is going up and up and up. Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, it feels a bit scary for me. Because <laughs> yeah, the car initially was made for FPGA yeah. um, with really specific trade-off. Um, only made it the verification as far as I know. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit scary, but um, yeah. don't turn on all the knob. <laughs> all at once. Yeah, yeah, I would say. And one thing that I uh, just found out from talking to you earlier was that um, actually VexRisk has been formally verified with the RISC-V formal tools from Yosis HQ. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So uh, that's one thing, one project, uh, yeah, I did it quite early, I would say, because mm -hmm. it, it kind of came up pretty soon after I was uh, implementing VexRisk-V, so I used uh, the tool. And, and basically, to, to add the interface for RISC-V formal in, in VEX, I just had to implement a plugin which probed VEX RISC-V at a few specific points, like mm -hmm. a white box. So yeah, 
pretty easy to generate the interface for the CPU. Um, and it, yeah, it found some interesting traces, especially traces that I will never have checked Sound myself. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. um, yeah, already short traces. So for debugging, it was quite useful because I didn't have to look into really long waves where software was going wrong somewhere. Uh, traces generated by the tool were really short. Yeah. Really uh, going direct to the, to the issue, I would say. Yeah. One of the upsides of formal verification, yeah. especially when you can use an off-the-shelf yeah, yeah. verification, that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, how have you enjoyed the conference so far? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, human people. <laughs> human people. Not corporate people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was, it was it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other conferences like it that you also are going to go to? Um, currently, I will give a talk, but it's in Asia to the. Cost Cup. Oh yeah. Um, Me too. As a video. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then I have nothing planned so far. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Really good to meet you here. <laughs> so uh, now I'm very happy to be joined by Tristan. Did I can that pron pronounce that correctly? Yeah. What? Can you introduce your full name? Tristan. And your surname? Jean Gold. Yes. And you're involved in lots of different things. Okay, most, okay, mostly GHDL. Yeah, GHDL. Yeah, so could you explain what the uh, utility of that is for anyone that doesn't already know? So it's um, HDL simulator. So the idea that when you do a, uh, a digital design, mm. you, okay, before you were, you, are, you could enter schematic, but it's very slow and very, that doesn't scale. So now what you, what you do since the uh, 80s, you, do, you write in uh, high-level language. Mm -hmm. It's either VHDL or Verilog or nowadays System Verilog, mostly. And you want to know whether your program, your hardware program works. And the way to do that is to run your program through a simulator. Yeah. And GHDL is one open source simulator for VHDL. Great. And it's also a plugin for Yosis. And I think that was something that confused me a bit because I didn't realize it was also a simulator. Yes, so, okay, initially it was a simulator yeah. for uh, 15 years. VHDL. And VHDL is very common in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, most, yeah, most, yeah. And, okay, nowadays it's, it's also, uh, you can also do synthesis, which means it can take your input file and generate a netlist which is then processed by Yosis to, at the end, to program an FPGA or to create a GDS mask yeah. for... Uh, yeah. And we've seen this now uh, in use on the Google Skywater eFabulous shuttles. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, Anton Blanchard, for example, used it for... Yeah, yeah. So, min so uh, the official flow of uh, Google Skywater is based on Yosis and uh, Verilog. Yeah. And a few people are VHDL enthusiasts. Yeah. And they use, okay, so they, they use this uh, plugin to uh, do design using VHDL, yes. Great. And uh, have you been enjoying the conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's a very nice. I, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but I think it is one of the nicest conferences about uh, open hardware. Yeah. 
it's not a big one, so you can, which has drawbacks, but you can talk to almost everyone. Uh, it has very diverse profile, people from software, people from hardware, people from layout, people from photonics, mm -hmm. people from uh, companies. It's, it's not only people from universities, it's also people from... All over. All over, yeah, companies and many different horizons. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting. You discover many new topics here. Yeah. What's been one of your favorite talks? Uh, maybe, okay, maybe the one uh, about uh, how to recreate a GDS uh, using uh, X -ray. From Thomas, the X-ray yeah, yeah, tomography. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've asked him also for an interview, but unfortunately he left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to talk with him, but I think he left uh, the first day. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Great. Okay, anything else you want to add? Oh, it's okay. Cool. For okay. two minutes, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Tristan. Thank you, Matt. So uh, now I'm very happy to be joined with staff. You've probably already seen staff from the previous interview that we've uh, done for the channel, but it's really cool to see you here, staff, face to face. Yeah, we yeah. meet at last. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Have you enjoyed the conference so far? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's been your highlight? Uh, the general thing that the movement is now really getting off the ground, yeah. of the open source EDA uh, yeah. things. Uh, like I said in my talk, um, I see the same happening now in the open source EDA as was had happened for Linux in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, Exciting times. Yeah, sure. And it was interesting to hear that you went to the first one of these conferences, which was in 2019, and there's been yeah. two missing due to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so what has changed since 2019? Um, a lot of more people are now mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. But I think we also still need more people there. Um, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, just uh, maybe you can give us a brief overview of anything uh, new that you presented in about your PDK master and your work. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I've now I'm working on the base, so on a framework to do uh, digital and analog design yeah. to easily take uh, make circuits and layouts in Python mm -hmm. using my framework. And uh, like I said, I'm now trying to finish up the first part so that in September other people can start to use it. So Stabilize the yeah. API. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you had a chance to meet Frank, who we just spoke to earlier from yeah. IHP. They yeah. seem quite interested to use it. Yes, and, and we're, we're in a European uh, project now where we likely will also support IHP uh, with their PDK. Yeah. So, yeah. so soon, soon European first open source PDK is going to be available for use. Exciting yeah. times. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, no, not directly. Okay. Yeah. Paris is a nice study, yeah. city. So. And this is a nice campus, yeah. as you can see. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks okay. very much, Steph. Bye. Thank you very much for doing an interview, a very quick interview. Here we are at the Free Silicon Conference 2022. Could you say your name? I'm, I'm Naohiko Shimizu. Thank you. And um, I was very interested to hear your presentation uh, because you were talking about doing NDA-free yeah. uh, tape-outs mm -hmm. from 10 years ago? When was the first time yeah, you did yeah, that? 
Uh, at that time, at, at first time, mm -hmm. uh, we have to make NDA. Yeah. So, but uh, from time to time, we have to make different process and different NDA. Yeah. So, I, I think it is not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, and student want to keep concentration on the design. Yeah. And I, I don't want student. Sign up NDA yeah. because if if they sign up uh, after they graduate, they can't share. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, after uh, maybe uh, 2010 or like that, I yeah. Uh, uh, Mm. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 2014, yeah. I came to Lipschitz for sabbatical yeah. and, and I contact with uh, closely with uh, John Paul, uh, the, who is the maintainer of the Alliance and the developer of the Coriori. Yeah. And so, so this, uh, with, with, with his conversation, uh, I got ideas to make MDA free yeah. uh, with Alliance tools. So, uh, making chip is back to uh, 2000, yeah. but uh, NDA free is uh, 2014. Yeah. And this is, um, it's, is it a PDK or it's not a PDK? Mm, actually, I, I only make design flow and save libraries. Okay. And oh, right, okay. Um, and this is with young people, correct? Mm, yeah. What's the what's the age range of the people you're working with? Aged people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. Actually, so university student yeah. and uh, master course student. Okay. Yeah. I extensively use these methods yeah. to teach teach them. Excellent. Yeah. And now you have a plan to work with even younger children. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Ah, yes. Uh, now, uh, our Omisato Foundation, the, uh, it's a public foundation, uh, want to make young children interested in the science, mm -hmm. and they want a child to educate from the very young stage. So, uh, I, including me, I and uh, Professor uh, no, no, assistant professor uh, Okuyama from AIZU and also game programmer mm -hmm. uh, Takeda. Uh, three uh, people gather to make uh, 20 days co course uh, yeah. for programming. Okay. And then the Omesato Foundation wants uh, the next step. Uh, for hardware. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, we will yeah, select the uh, smart child from the, uh, from the course mm -hmm. and join them to the advanced course. Uh, at first, we will start FPGA. Okay. But next step will be real cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and you have access to um Minimal Fab, that's the name, is it? Mm, yeah, uh, Minimal Fab is uh, now the Minimal Fab Consortium is yeah. in Japan, and I am uh, a related member to the EDA tools of the Minimal Fab.
Yeah. So, and so I, uh, maybe from this, this consortium, I, I can access to the, the fab itself. And um, one of the amazing things about the minimal fab mm -hmm. is that you can uh, get a turnaround on your chips in only four days. Yes, yes, <laughs> it, it's a very good point. <laughs> yes. So um, I think that's really important to mm. keep that the time short yeah, to help yeah. keep the interest of the young people. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yes, thank you. Thank uh, you very much. Thank for your you very time much. Today. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> So Tim Edwards from eFabulous, you don't really need much introduction. How's the jet lag? Uh, the jet lag was particularly bad this morning after somebody partied in our, next to our room at the Airbnb oh, no. until 4 a.m. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> How have you enjoyed the conference so far? Oh, the conference has been wonderful. It's, uh, it was three years since the last one, and uh, I left the last one expecting that I'd be doing it every year, but three years later, I have at least gotten through the entire process of getting that boundaries, uh, foundry process open source. Yeah, and huge progress and since the last yeah. time. Yeah, and yeah. we have the MPW runs, and I've met you. Yeah. <laughs> We've spoken lots of times, on, yeah. on yeah. in three years, yes. Yeah. And now we're just on the point of getting the chips back from MPW2, and you're continuing to work on the characterization of Skywater. So do you want to just mention a bit about what your talk was about? Uh, uh, sure, it was, uh, I titled it, uh, Whom Do You Trust? Yeah. Uh, because I've been, for the last couple of months, working through parasitic capacitance and figuring out where the numbers come from. Uh, finding those numbers among all the files that we got from Skywater PDK. And, uh, and then working through that and trying to figure out whether those numbers make any sense. And yeah, so the talk was mostly about how many of those numbers don't make sense and I'm trying to figure out how I can make sense yeah. of it. But the good news is you're only half an hour's drive away from NIST so you're going to be able to go there and do some measurements, right? That is very nice and that was all done without my knowledge. It was just one day that Tim Ansel, I think it was Tim Ansel, came to me and said, oh yeah, we have this guy from NIST who's doing, wants to do cryo measurements, which means measurements down at four degrees Kelvin. Uh, but it turns out, of course, they have lots of other equipment. Uh, but anyway, un unbeknownst to me, this guy Brian Hoskins was doing this work at NIST 30 minutes away from me. And I said, well, that's, that's very convenient yeah. for me. So I went and Brian uh, got me a associate's badge at NIST so that cool. I could just go wave my badge and come right in. And they have all sorts of equipment. They have, they have great yeah, and, and he does reram. Uh, he does reram and mram. Uh, so he's interested in post-processing and wants me to do a special version of the Caravel chip in which we reduce one metal layer so that he can have it shipped from, uh, from Skywater Foundry uh, with the last planarization level. And then that can be sent around to different universities that do this kind of post-processing, nanofabrication, MEMS work, mm -hmm. and they can build on top of that, okay. uh, which is an interesting direction I hadn't even thought of. Uh, I, wasn't interested, I wasn't aware that universities were really interested in yeah. that direction, but apparently uh, Brian thinks that there's enough interest that, we can, um, that it's worth the trouble of doing that special version of the chip. I mean, this is one of the interesting things that comes from uh, doing open source work and public work is that uh, <laughs> the dangers of doing a live interview um, is that you you don't know where things are going to go. You're taken by surprise by interesting new projects. Yeah, well, that's the whole point of the community yeah, yeah. and the collaborative effort is that you end up 
meeting people who are doing things with your work that you never considered. Yeah, yeah. So um, from the talks that we've heard over the two days so far, and we're just on the last day now, um, what's, has there been a particular favorite for you? Um, I'd say largely it's a matter of, of catching up. Uh, a lot of the speakers are the same speakers who were here three years ago, and it is really interesting to see what they were able to do in the three intervening years, yeah. uh, particularly with the pandemic. Some, some people were not able to get much done, and others were just, in, like me, in the basement, <laughs> tapping away at the keyboard yeah. and could get a lot done in three years. So yeah. uh, that was, uh, yeah, I think it's mostly been a matter of catching up with everybody the and what they're doing. The social side of things, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Tim. Great All to right, see you here, yeah, face yeah. to face. We finally meet. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome back. I'm here with Harold Pretel at uh, FSIC 22. How are you doing, Harold? Fine. You weren't actually presenting this time. You were just one of the audience. Exactly. Yeah, I was just listening into the talks. Pretty interesting. Yeah. What was your favorite thing so far? Uh, nothing particular, just seeing the breadth of the topics that is covered and uh, the enthusiasm of the people who built yeah. this stuff. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people saying that. Yeah. Are there other conferences like this that you like? Uh, usually I go to the IT pre conferences. Mm -hmm. So this is my first, let's say, open source related conference. Okay. But uh, I really wanted to come here and see how it is like and what people have to show. And yeah, yeah good experience. Great. Fantastic. Thanks for your time. Thank you. That's it, really. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good to see you. Hi, I'm here with Miana. Miana, do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Yeah, uh, well, my name is Miriana. I'm uh, working at Silicon Austria Labs. We are working on programmatic IC design approach and in August we're organizing the boot camp where we're bringing people from across the world to onboard, to test some solutions, to open source some solutions. Hopefully there will be more coming. So, yeah. Exciting times. So have you had a good conference? Yeah, the conference was amazing. Of course, you know, there were like a lot of people with the different topics uh, spanning across the world, but also across our design world and uh, ADA tools and PDKs and uh, applications. So, yeah. It, yeah, it, very nice it, layout the way it kind of went from the top level yeah. language stuff through synthesis. And then today we've had more of the physical backend yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next year. Hopefully, yeah. they, will, they will be organized, uh, the conference will be organized again to see the progress mm. and, you know, I hope more people catching up yeah. and picking up the topics that we already kind of see that needs to be covered for the open source community. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had some exciting news recently. What's, what's going to happen for you in the near future? Yeah, uh, so um, I basically uh, accepted Infineon's offer and I'm joining the Anagen, which means Analog Generators team at Infineon. Uh, so I, I hope that Infineon is going more towards the open source, so that's the reason why I accepted basically the yeah. offer, hoping that uh, we will be able from different sides, you know, able to push towards, you know, a bit more development, a bit more sharing. So, yeah, fingers crossed. We're seeing a lot of movement in this area, so yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's not just, let's say, uh, maybe Infineon. I mean, it's early to tell. I still don't know uh, what will happen, but it is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, hopefully it's done. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I see because, you know, I'm kind of organizing or reorganizing like Monday meetings where we see an interest from the industry and we're talking about like I'm a big proponent of the open source and I always say, okay, this is great, but I would like to see more contributions. So the contribution could be like, uh, like pushing to get something, but also I believe it is it's extremely important that within these big companies, uh, they get an approval to contribute to the open source because nobody wants to endanger their daily jobs, you know, bread and butter. Uh, and, and, and many of them, I'm sure, are willing to contribute. So, as I said, it is not just that, that uh, like the, 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 the GitHub, we need to continue like pushing there, but we also need to within these big companies, like hopefully, you know, see the movements and approval, you know, uh, uh, such that people who are willing and, you know, can actually contribute to the open source community. So as, as we speak, Intel is trying to kind of, the, the, the group with programmatic IC design approach, they're trying to get like, you know, that cleaned, you know, to get the green light in a way. So I'm really an optimist. I mean, that's the reason why I'm, I, here. I'm here, <laughs> that, you know, we're gonna kind of push and, um, and basically empower people across the world. Not only, you know, we are members of some groups and we're lucky. So we want other people to be lucky as we are, to be able, you know, to freely work and also contribute. So basically my message is paid forward. <laughs> yeah. Your message is? Pay, paid forward, which means... Oh, pay it forward. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which means don't kind of help us, help somebody who needs help. Bring somebody up. Yes, right. exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks very much, Mayana. Great to see you here. Yeah. Great to see you too, Beth. <laughs> so that's all I've got for you. I hope seeing the interviews gives you a bit of a flavour of what the conference was like. And of course, you'll also be able to check out the talks after they've been uploaded. I'll put a link in the description for the conference page so you can check the talks out there. I really enjoyed the conference. It was great to see and meet the people that I've been talking to remotely over the last two years. And I'll definitely be going again. So that's it for this month and I'll see you for next month.